0: Hey, so you are listening to the Liquid Flannel Podcast. I am Matthew Hodges. I'm filling in as uh, MC for Chuck, who apparently is in South Dakota right now. We're going to hear about that next week. But with me is Brendan Williams. Hey, Brendan. Hello. Hello. I'm alive. Not dead. (laughs) You are alive after... uh, face planting on the cement and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit and we also have a guest uh in the house and a very old friend of mine nick Lesman nick how you doing good man how are you how's everyone out there tonight we are out here everyone is out here are you, are you fe- how's your face dude you feeling okay? oh it's actually
1: not bad he looks yeah.
0: like a badass Oh yeah, no, not not too bad. Did people at work comment on it? I mean, a little bit. It that is was, kind of funny. That was you scared the fucking bejesus oh, out bet, all of all of us, man.
1: I'm sorry, I missed it. It no. sounds it
2: sounds <laughs> really? like it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bummed. It was terrifying to say the well, least.
0: Well, so fu- no, my my <gasps> favorite in retrospect, my favorite part of the whole epi- escapade was cal standing in the background going like he's too smart for the normal (laughs) uh like concussion tests like we've (laughs) got to get him to a hospital because even if he's concussed he knows the right answers (laughs) so like we can't there's no way for us to detect whether or not he's concussed that was
2: i mean
1: (laughs) i don't think i don't think intelligence has anything to do with what day is it I mean, come yeah, on, no matter true. how smart I mean, you are, you're like, I got a one in
0: seven chance. Come on, come on. The th- no, the thing was we would ask you a question that was one of those uh like normal concussion like test things, and you'd you'd answer it quickly and then immediately change the subject and start joking around. It was like, Oh yeah, he's obviously concussed, like he's changing the subject. You know? <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> I, don't well, know. The, I yeah. assume it is. Uh, if you've got a concussion, you don't remember what you were talking about just a moment <laughs> oh, before. Yeah. But you were fucking around with us, so... <laughs> like, like, we, couldn't, we that, get up, is... so that accounts for Cal standing in the background. like He's too smart for this. That's We've got to get him to a goddamn hospital.
1: What a cruel, cruel person.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was both hilarious and terrifying
0: at the same time. <laughs> yep, yep. It was, it was those things. So, Chuck is not with us, and I know that he really enjoyed this movie, so I thought maybe we would tease Get Out a little bit, maybe we could talk about it for a bit, and then when Chuck rejoins us next week, we can get more in-depth, but I went and saw that movie this afternoon, I thought that it was outstanding, Um, a very strange blend of Kind of, it's it's not really a horror movie, but definitely a thriller. It's definitely uh, a thriller at heart, for sure. Definitely a thriller at heart, and then uh, just incredibly smart social commentary, which is the thing that you know i've I've been a big fan of Keen Peel for since they started off. Um, but yeah, Jordan Peele manages to work in some of the smartest commentary on race relations in the United States into this movie that's also uh yeah it's 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 a little bit um twilight zone it's a little bit stepford wives it's a little bit invasion of the body snatchers there's um, also a
2: little bit of night of the living dead in there too Right, yes
0: the main character well, the, uh, yeah yeah speak speak to that nick i i, I cuz i remember thinking that when i was sitting in the theater that you know, there's there's a bit of Night of the Living Dead going on. Here.
2: There is, um, obviously, Night of the Living Dead was a classic horror movie, and at the same time, it was also social commentary on the race relays, race relations in
0: 1968.
2: Sure. And the fact that you have a strong black male lead bossing around white people in it, I mean, that was just it was very taboo for the time. It's something that you just you wouldn't have seen normally.
0: Well, yeah, you uh, know. And- Night of the Living Dead is the one where there's literally a white woman sitting on a couch just freaking out. Yeah. And the black man just smacks her in the face just to get her, to, her yeah. Like, get back with it. Yeah. And
2: that's just even like even today it's a little bit risque, at least in it's this It's pretty transgressive in yeah. this charged environment.
0: Okay, so if we're gonna talk about that, I'm again going to say, Hey, Flannel Nation, if you haven't seen the movie, we're gonna go deep spoilers here. Yeah. Um, I think uh, basically the very last scene of it
2: The last um, scene is great. I'm really... carried
0: a whole lot of cultural baggage. Uh, You've got you've got a black man who's just murdered a bunch of white people literally choking to death a, a like a Nancy Grace style like white girl. Like if she had been the one who had gone missing it would be a, a six month thing on, yeah. On, I mean, you would hear about it media every day, every day. Absolutely. You know? Um, and then, and then a cop car pulls up and it's like, it, it was, it was, so I was, I was expecting a night of the living dead style ending where, you know, that very last scene he's covered in blood. He's choking a white woman to death Yep. and a cop car pulls up and it's like, Oh, he's just going to get shot to death. Now this is, and that's yeah.
2: that's that really speaks to Jordan Peele's ability right there. I mean, I was kind of mad for the fir- that when I first saw it, then I realized the brilliance behind it. And it's like because I got into this argument with somebody about it too. They want a more drawn out ending, I suppose. If that makes sense, or like a more explicit answer or whatever to it. What. Yeah, well, even the, it's the answer is pretty pretty straightforward, <laughs> but at the same time. I think there's also we're in this day and age of horror where you have to drag that out for one last scare or something like that. Sure. Depending on the genre. But yeah, I I now that I think about it in retrospect, I love the way he did the final scene.
0: It's Yeah, no, I I, I really admire him. Uh I was talking to Chuck about it earlier while Chuck was getting ready for his basketball game, that Jordan Peele is a guy who is so plugged into um, racial commentary and cultural commentary that there was nothing in the movie that I was thinking this is unintentional you know which meant literally everything that happened in the movie was intentional he was absolutely aware of the like the optics of like black guy choking a white like pretty girl to death you Definitely. know um, but, but that that carried through the entire movie every single thing that he did in that movie could have been accidental if it had been done by a, like a less woke director, but it's Jordan Peele doing it. Um, so you know that this is a thing that he probably, he was probably sitting up late at night and going like, yeah, I'm going to introduce this old horror trope into my movie, but it's going to be part of the commentary that I'm doing. Um, the, the movie was part racial commentary and it was part commentary on horror movies generally.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I could see that.
0: I mean, I I really enjoyed there. There's one scene, uh, kind of early on where, uh, the, the main character, Chris, he, he's having trouble sleeping and he goes downstairs and he's walking through the house and there's that, uh like psycho um like string sting thing. So oh, like yeah. you know, as the as the housekeeper like runs by in the background. You know, it's like, okay, Jordan Peele has totally seen the ring or whatever, you know. But he's using it intentionally. You he's building he's building a a motif. He's building attention um in this very aware way. And I think Actually, good. knowing that he directed the directed and wrote the film made me not freaked out by some of the like the horror beats of it. Nice, because it was so self aware. And I
2: think that comes with his background as a comedy comedy writer, comedy director too. Because you need that skilled that pacing and how to build something up just the right way. Sure. Trying try, instead of play, paying it out for a comedic effect, you get that very unsettling like creeped out moment. Which... Right. And
1: I, I think there's a lot of similarities too with comedy of kind of like the tension and release, you know, kind of pacing. So um that's really interesting that he was able to adapt his his skill set to it. Um have you guys seen uh Tucker and Dale vs Evil?
2: Of course.
0: Numerous I, I haven't seen that. What's that about?
1: It is it is it seems like it's kind of like a flip side to this where it's two rednecks, uh Yes. And some death-prone teenagers get yep. mixed up in the woods. and it, Aren't uh, all
0: teenagers death-prone?
1: <laughs> especially yeah, horror movie yeah, teenagers. Yeah, especially if
2: you're okay, out in the yeah, woods, yeah. you're definitely, like, you're just, just write yourself off then and there.
1: <laughs> but they're just socially awkward rednecks, and the, the teens keep, you know, are freaking out, seeing, like, these rednecks are trying to kill us. And, like, as they're freaking out, will, like, trip and, and fall onto an axe or something like it's that. It's all just a series of <laughs> misunderstandings. Aren't rednecks always trying to kill people?
0: Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not these rednecks. They're the good type of rednecks. They're, oh, They're okay. the
0: good okay, ones.
1: Cool. But, I mean, I assume there is comedy in Get Out as well. There is. Oh, there's
0: a ton of it. it and, and it was actually kind of a weird experience <laughs> because you're in the middle of this. Uh, he builds tension very well all throughout the the story it's it's not really a horror movie it's a you sit in your seat and kind of feel the ice water trickling down your back gradually sort of movie it's not it's not big on jump scares there's no monster um it's just we were the monsters all along yeah exactly no it's it's very it's, it's very twilight zone yeah um and then Especially, especially this one character, but there are definite, um, you can see his background in sketch comedy because every once in a while there's a, there's an honest to God laugh. Uh, and yeah, this, this character who's, it's Chris's best friend who works at the TSA and he kind of pops in and out of the narrative every once in a while. And every time he's on screen, he's hilarious.
2: He's definitely the com- comedic relief. He, get- but he's also he's. I mean, the way they build Chris up, he's just every, he's this every guy you can relate to immediately.
0: Oh yeah, to yeah. Certain, Chris is Chris extent. is every man, except he's also black in in a community that obviously has some very strange opinions about like what it means to be black.
2: I voted for Obama twice. I'd vote for him for a third time. Yeah, that's yeah, a, exactly. That's I feel like we need things. to. I
0: I I would like to just leave off there because that's a that's a nice teaser. Yeah. For a discussion about, um, get out. You can uh, make a whole. I, I was because Chuck had some amazing things right. to say about that. Well, here's too.
1: here's one thing that I was wanting to say is that uh, I read that he's interested in exploring this theme further of kind of.
2: Um, social demons i think he called them
1: yeah kind of like you know hmm. attacking other you know social issues from the lens of a horror or thriller type of aspect i mean what nice. does anything jump to mind
2: i think he wants to do something on immigration um i was going to say feminism
0: feminism yeah. might Ooh, be yeah. something he wants to you do you could you could easily make a like a hilarious horror movie about all these uh yeah, ba- basically, like, white live with their mom, chuckle fuck, uh, internet denizens version of what feminism means. Matt, yeah. did
1: you did you see that uh, feminist in a bar SNL skit? <laughs> no, no, oh. what
2: was this? You would love it. Did you see it, Gus? I have not. Oh,
1: man. So, it's uh, this skit where uh, this woman in, like, a I'm a feminist shirt or whatever goes up to the bar. Uh, and like a dude comes up to her and is like, "Oh, hey, how's it going? You know, hey, not not to be one of those creeps or whatever, but hey, we're wearing the same shirt." And she's like, "Oh, wow, you know, that's really cool, you know." And so and he, and he's like, "Yeah, I just got back from the Hillary march or whatever." Uh, and she's like, "Wow, that's
0: really." And neat. she's like, "Hillary was a terrible candidate." Yeah. <laughs>
1: but then of course he's like, "Wow, this is really great. Do you want to go back to my apartment and have sex or whatever?" And she's like, "Not really." And he's like, "What?" Uh, come on!
0: Like oh no! It,
1: yeah, and, he was uh, he
0: was the he was the the male feminist faker guy. Yeah, yeah. it and, ah, it, and it's it's
1: pretty funny. You would love it.
2: Sounds <laughs> like
1: a good one. One of the things that I wanted to talk about, which has been extremely ridiculous and driving me crazy lately, is this ridiculous protest movement
0: against Beauty and the Beast. Oh man! Well, is it is it a protest movement? Because what I saw was like one drive-in theater. That's all it takes. That's yep. fucking Alabama, some backwards uh, part of Alabama. was not going to show *Beauty and the Well, race.
1: and apparently the the entire country of Russia, perhaps
0: Russia. Oh, okay. Mad about it. Well, yeah, yeah, well, that's true. They, they do have Russia, they do apparently. have strong policies against. Go on. <laughs> what was the problem?
1: Yeah, so in the new live-action Beauty and the Beast movie, uh, apparently Disney has uh, uh, elaborated on the character of like Gaston's sidekick. Who LeFou. Sings, who sings the I Love Gaston song, and Gaston's so sexy. It's true, LeFou. And yeah. shockingly, they made this character a little bit gay. Look, okay. So out anybody of character for ever this guy.
0: watch Beauty and the Beast and not think that LeFou... Gaston's sidekick didn't have at least a bit of a crush on him.
1: I mean, it's impossible not to. Get he that. literally well, sings yeah, a song about obviously.
0: how great this dude is.
1: Yeah, he's like measuring his chest with a belt. Yeah, it's yeah. like he yeah. is.
2: He is Mr. Smithers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're totally right. Yeah. So so apparently in the in the live action movie, which I'm very excited to see. It's going to come out just after my birthday. Um, Apparently, Disney has decided to, uh, they're going to showcase their first openly gay Disney movie character in the form of LeFou, who's a dick. Like, he's right, a he's terrible a guy. He's the villain yeah. sidekick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: that doesn't send any kind of mixed messages. And so,
0: like, Disney... Disney's taking a victory lap because they're being so socially aware and having their first openly gay character. Look how
2: progressive we are.
0: So, everybody who is okay with him being gay is also going, like, why'd you have to make him, you know, just this jackass guy? Maybe they uh, lighten him up. And meanwhile... Real- Everybody in Alabama, apparently, is going to uh, boycott <laughs> the movie because a tale about bestiality between a French girl and a buffalo is okay. Um, but if you have a gay character there, um, that's, too that's, much. That, that's a bridge we, too far. We can't.
2: That's Suspension of disbelief is too much for <laughs> that one. Dude, if any character
1: should be gay in the movie, it's Belle. To be like, I'd rather just read some books, yep, and maybe not be Stockholm syndrome by a book. Yeah, buffalo. that's right.
0: Read read some books, and also that that feather duster girl seems like she's probably pretty sexy. Oh, man, so is that in this just new just live later. action movie? I
1: wasn't interested in seeing the live action movie until you reminded me that that was in there. Although, oh, have I'm, you seen? i
2: jazzed about it. I the
1: think, candlestick I think it guy, beautiful. he's pretty creepy looking in this live have you action. Have
2: seen all movie? the? Yeah. Like, Plates or whatever, they all look incredibly creepy. Yeah. They are nightmare fuel for it's children. It's real creepy, for sure.
0: Well, These. and, uh, you know, somebody somebody made a comment one time that was like, you know, all of the servants, right, got turned into household items. So, in uh, Be Our Guest, you've got, like, plates that are, like, jumping around. There are, like, 300 of them or something. A... How many servants did this castle have? Oh, dude, it was loaded, that, man. Yeah, they were apparently, loaded. apparently this castle had thousands of servants. And B, where are the regular plates? Like, they're probably... There was a
1: magical They probably happened. had
0: plates sitting in a cupboard somewhere.
2: Well, what about the times when he gets really mad and he ends up breaking a plate or a cup or something? Ooh.
0: I mean, he's Oh, killed. right, yeah, is that Murder? Was he literally murdering one of his servants? I mean, Uh, to
1: be fair, when he when they were people, he probably just did that too.
0: Yeah, he's just (laughs) if they were alive. But let's be fair, because uh, you know the like the backstory of Beauty and the Beast um, illustrates that the Beast, when he got turned into the Beast, was eleven years old, and then in be our guest, Lumiere says. For ten years we've been rusting, needing so much more than dusting. You know So he's twenty one when he's when he meets Belle, but he was eleven when somebody came to his door and was like, Hey, let me in. Gimme give, give me a place to sleep. It's like no fuck off. Stranger danger. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Where are his Plus, parents? I'm rich. Did
1: he murder them? Did he is there a beastly
0: parent murder happening? Look the uh, the whole the whole monarchy of whatever <laughs> land they live in doesn't make any sense because the the only prince yeah apparently like king queen dead or missing or something yeah, he uh, is not
2: attending to I his was royal it duties. Took place in the eighteen hundreds, so after the French Revolution.
0: Oh, I could be wrong. So they're bad, just like but... sitting in some random valley. That, like did they know? Uh, like Robespierre that, didn't that, find uh, King is dead. <laughs>
1: yeah, they just we now yeah. Have
2: Parliament, they're just it's
1: just like a really remote country club, and they're like, I guess <laughs> nobody renewed their membership, but well, whatever. I mean, we got <laughs> right. a servant for every fork, every spoon, every napkin has a servant. I mean, we might as well just hang <laughs> out here.
0: <laughs> but it's so weird because you know they're ostensible prince gets turned into a beast and turns into a like boo radley character um and the village goes on living pretty much normally and yeah that guy invents like, like a robot like, guys do you do you yeah, really want to go, go like, back to like a monarchy because <laughs> 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 you seem to be
1: you seem to be doing
0: pretty well yeah i'm um, kind
1: of actually really excited to see this now do you think that dude is like inventing all kinds of steampunk stuff in this live action movie this is going to be pretty baller
2: I'm
0: excited.
2: <laughs> Getting back to the prince and his beastly shape, you say he's 11 years old when he, turns into a, when he gets turned into the beast, and he's 21 in the movie. How does puberty work for that? Now, are you oh, going through geez. puberty it, as a beast? He was or, like a chihuahua want... at first.
0: D- seriously, don't vocalize that, because <laughs> Disney is so good at grabbing like whatever interstitial story they could possibly come up with and then making an actual movie about it that we're gonna get a direct to dvd release of like the beast's puberty
1: actually there this is awkward a movie, time at
2: junior high in high school
1: there, there is a movie that they made an animated movie called bell's magical christmas which is the first oh. movie that i'm aware of that actually has this style where What it is, is it's an expansion of a scene in the original movie where it's just a montage. They just blew the montage up into a (laughs) full-length film. I call it an inquill. I cannot think of another example of a movie that takes place entirely within a scene in another movie. It's nuts. What was the scene that they blew up? It's like the Christmas where she sings... Uh, she they fall in love or whatever, and she's like, there must be yeah, something. Yeah, right. There. She's that wearing the like the red hood yeah. and the whole movie. Know, it's called Bell's Magical Christmas. A few yeah. days
0: more, but then there's something there that wasn't there before. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's like the whole movie is just that stretched out, where she's like, oh, it's Christmas and I'm sad, and they're like, oh, let's yeah, be friends And
0: she's like, like, yeah. Two and a half she's hours. like, maybe
1: it's not so bad here. I got a Christmas <laughs> present. Like maybe there is something to this. Like all right, and then it's like insert you know second half of beauty and the beast yeah. to finish. Them.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got an endless supply of bird feed and basically my entire life is just coming out in the snow and feeding the birds.
1: Each piece of bird feed was a sermon. Each
2: seed. <laughs> How do I get that life? <laughs> the bird Sign seed me up for link. that. <laughs> Everyone knows her father's a lunatic. He was in here tonight raving. Yeah,
1: tell us about tell us about your 12-hour day work life. How oh does my that work? God.
0: Yikes. I
2: only wake up about 4 in the morning, go and have breakfast, make my lunch for the day, leave my apartment about four thirty, four forty-five. 4.45, get to work about 5,
0: 5.15. You can life. eat breakfast that early in the morning? I don't understand that at all. I, I can, can barely apparently. eat breakfast at 8. <laughs> yeah, for real.
1: <laughs> I have like a granola bar.
2: And then I just sit at my desk for twelve hours. So I'll take like an hour and a half lunch. I'll go downstairs, work out because we got a gym there. I take my lunch as late as possible because I just want like an hour and a half when I come back.
1: When you get back, <laughs> you must crash so hard, and then you just wake up. Not really. And repeat? No. you
2: can no, Stay I mean, up for a while.
0: Oh yeah, I I have to sleep after a workout.
2: Not me. I mean, I'm pretty amped up on it for a little bit then about six o'clock is when it hits me then i'll crash don't
1: you get off at 5 30 well yeah i mean I get, I get off at five but i'm still like
2: my my mind is still active <laughs> for, for 20 for twenty minutes for at least another hour or so but yeah
1: so then you hit you get off work at 5 30 and then you, you must you sleep you wake up at four that is that's brutal man
2: i do that for seven days straight
1: but then you get a whole week off yeah. i mean that is that is cool
2: just sucks, though, if I got something going on, like, on the weekend or whatever. Oh, like family stuff? or Yeah. <clears throat> or even, like, if I go out, like, on a Saturday night, like, I went to a concert a couple weeks ago, Ooh. and I, I didn't get done till about 1 o'clock in the morning. Jesus. So I went back <laughs> Sheep. home. Uh And gets me.
1: Was it cool? Where was it at?
2: Uh, Slowdown. Yeah, it was awesome.
1: Oh, I love Slowdown.
2: I haven't seen a show since September. It was really, it was a good release.
1: Yeah, it's been a while for me too. I should get out more. Omaha has such great shows sometimes, and I, I always forget to even Omaha look. Omaha is
0: such a great music town, you know. Yeah, I mean, Saddle, been, Saddle, Saddle Freak uh, is amazing. People are happy to overlook it as you know. You say Omaha and they're like, Oh, Nebraska. And It's like, No, Omaha. <laughs> um, Omaha was it's, like, it's, uh, it's a little bit different yeah, from like what Lynch, you think about. Like
2: yeah. Years.
1: Well, then everybody in Omaha moved to Portland, and yeah, then they realize yeah, like, right.
2: Omaha's still in Nebraska. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, like the cool, the closest city- cool city you have is Kansas City, and then if you really want to go to an actual city, you have Denver, which is eight hours Chicago, eight hours in one direction or the other.
0: Right, right.
1: God, it's true. I mean, I wonder <clears throat> how. F- I mean, Western Nebraska is so far from anything cool in Colorado, though.
2: It's closer. To- it's only about maybe. They'd be about a two hour drive from yeah. from western Nebraska to Denver, but
1: I mean it seems like though, in this world where everyone is like can telecommute and like work from home and stuff, it would be really cool if people could start to say, like, Yeah, you know what, I'm gonna live out in western Nebraska and if I want to drive to Omaha it's, you know, six hours. If I want to drive to Denver
2: That's a hard drive. It's though. four hours oh, or whatever.
1: Man. Six well, hours. Well, it's a, it's a
0: hard bad. drive, but well, I think Brendan's point is you could make a living living pretty much anywhere, you know. And I, Western Nebraska, it's it's pretty flat and dull. No, uh, it's not Western if, Nebraska. It, but, the have But if you but if you grew up if you grew up in the Great Plains, it also can be kind of beautiful. Yeah. But it, the the principle extends to all sorts of places. Yeah. You know, if you want to live. You know, you want to live outside of Fayetteville, Arkansas, or, uh, you know, on the on the fringes of Williamsburg, Virginia, or something. Um, you're, you know, w- w- what you're pining for is kind of like the open space, but access to right. civilization. You don't want and to be once, cut once off. everyone's online, man, like, you know, you can get liquid flannel literally at anywhere. <laughs> at <this laughs> That's point, right. You know? We've Except got we got Russia. people in Hong Kong listening to Liquid Flannel <laughs> or North Korea.
1: Yeah, I mean, you lived in what Missoula? What
0: yeah, that's it? right. No, I I lived in Missoula, um, which it, it sounds like it's way out there, but that's a, a nice little town. City, it's a, you, know?
2: you know,
0: it's a college city, isn't it too? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, U of M is there, and like, um, what's the
1: next biggest town and how far is it?
0: Oh, from Missoula? Yeah, I don't know Seattle. <laughs> oh snap. I mean, dude. I'm just. It's like, uh, it, it's on the western edge of Montana. There's not a bigger Montana. city. I, I guess Boise is a bigger city. How but far would that be? Who the hell wants to go to Boise? I don't know. Uh, six, eight hours. Yeah, man, maybe? that is.
1: That's that's remote.
2: Yeah. It's remote, well, but at the same time, there's anything in Idaho is remote. Right. Sorry, say again, Nick. I'll say Well, it's it's remote, but it's still within. I mean, you're not living like in a. Town or anything like that
1: it's not like you're like living in like the arctic circle or
0: something (laughs) right right yeah
1: but yeah i mean the scenery must be gorgeous
0: oh yeah yeah that's that's the benefit of moving out of a city and living kind of in the hills or, or, or moving to a to a smaller city that's in the hills you know
2: i do like the hills that's the best part about driving into denver seeing the mountains on the horizon sure I do love yeah, Nebraska, I mean, but man, sometimes the state sucks, especially scenery-wise. Yeah, I
1: mean the thi- I, yeah the, the thing that does kind of suck is that it is it is really far. Like we drove to Galveston, and that was like the closest we could go to get to an ocean, and it was a two-day long mm-hmm. day drive. Yeah, like that was long.
0: You didn't call me as you went through DFW. <laughs> we, we were
1: we were not there long. I assure
2: you. <laughs> I used to make that drive from uh, Central Texas back to Omaha every once in a while. That's that's
0: a long drive. That's a it's drive. a haul. Man, I, I mean, just in the past couple of weeks, I drove from DFW straight to Omaha and then drove straight back. And that's, I mean, it's it's 11 hours, and that's just straight up like 35 and 135. Yeah. Um, you did it, it one, one day. driving a straight line, mm. and it still takes 11 hours. Yeah. I do like it's, that
2: drive up 81 through Kansas, though. That's a nice little drive.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Did you take yeah, the turnpike the whole way?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, about Wichita or south of Wichita, you you catch the yeah. Kansas Turnpike. Yeah, it's about it's uh,
2: about a twenty mile stretch from there to the Oklahoma border.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. When you take that turnpike and it goes through those, uh, you know, remote, uh, you know, Kansas plains, like it's pretty, it's pretty picturesque. You know, it, I I feel like if you get it on the right day with some good light. It's a, it's a pretty good scenery, some good, some good vistas, but.
0: Well, it totally is. Uh, A good friend of mine one time said that Kansas in the winter is a study in browns. Um, And he meant that as, he meant that disparagingly. (laughs) Uh, But I remember that every winter because I think that people who grow up in the plains can appreciate the beauty of the plains. It's a very muted beauty, um, but there is a whole lot of beauty there. And he was right. It's a study in browns. You're going to see one million different shades of brown there. That's not a thing that you get everywhere else. And also, when you go to places, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think people who grew up in like Oregon or Colorado or Florida um, don't have like a, a very high. Uh, finely honed sense of what natural beauty is because they're surrounded by natural splendor all the time. So when they go other places, it's like, oh, this is just like boring. It's just like flat, flat nothing. nothing. All these palm trees are in my
2: way. I can't even see.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, people who come from the Great Plains who go out to visit the mountains or they go to visit the coast and see the palm trees or whatever are like, My place is beautiful. Also, this place is like spectacularly beautiful, and it doesn't work in reverse. You can't take a person from Colorado and stick them in Nebraska, and they're gonna go, you know, like, oh, I I really appreciate like the natural splendor of this study in brown. These
2: gentle rolling. There's another thing too. If you're just going down I-80, you're not really getting the true flavor of Nebraska. I guess you have to go through this. uh, You have to take the highways. Go through the actual small towns,
0: sure. Because I ate. Or it at the school. very least, stop at the uh, like the historical turnouts <laughs> and like scenic, uh, mm. scenic parking areas and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah,
2: that's one thing I always is make sure to pull over just for five minutes to check that out. Yeah. Click. <laughs> take that visual photograph.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think another thing we take for granted too is the that we really get to experience drastic seasonal changes where you know a lot of the more temperate areas and the more coastal areas it's just kind of the same all the time and you might have like a wetter season or a drier season or a hotter season or a cooler season but I you're not getting the, the four full seasons.
2: range i need the four seasons i'm just too used to it
0: well hold on let's 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 back up for a second okay because i grew up in omaha and i don't believe that omaha nebraska actually has four seasons um, You have basically, like, the ice season that goes from somewhere in November through, like, March or April, and then you have the mud season <laughs> that is, you know, whatever I tailed off on through early June, and then it's bugs. <laughs> like, basically, <laughs> those are the... Th- those are the three seasons. Oh, come on! And, uh, you uh, are not, uh, not bugs, maybe, but humidity for sure. I mean, oh, look,
1: yeah. you you're right, except for the South. I mean, you, you can't be like it's Omaha is just bugs and humidity. There's the oh no, south. I'm not.
0: I'm not trying to compare it to any <laughs> any place. Really, I don't know. just saying. I think it, I think it's kind of kind of goofy as somebody who grew up in Omaha to say like Omaha is the place with four seasons. It, that's absolutely not the case
2: no you're wrong you are forgetting fall the best season and the best time to be in omaha okay I mean, but that
0: depends on the year yeah
1: it is it can
2: it can
0: okay fine. it can vary
1: for sure i mean there's definitely been some years where it's like fall weeks kind of skipped it well, like got an ice storm early okay, and last then... time last
2: time that
0: happened was in 2009 so <laughs> eight years okay ago. but that was a huge ice storm <laughs> that like destroyed half the goddamn trees in the city <laughs> yeah i mean probably like of little trees yeah, <laughs> it'll grow back.
2: <laughs> no, nah, come on. Fa- I mean, fall's my favorite season. At least, I think Nebraska does fall good, despite what you guys. Make. I, you know, it does. fall when it Nebraska is way better than spring in Nebraska. That's for sure. Yeah, there's definitely no springtime.
1: Well, we got spring hard today because it hailed for like ten minutes, and then oh, yeah. it was gorgeous. after See,
2: that, yeah, that sounds like a Nebraska <laughs> spring. <laughs> that's de- yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a Nebraska. Spring. It was great. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> and it's also super windy out. Like yeah, it is at least really 25 windy. 30 miles of straight wind.
1: Well, it, t- here's some perfect Nebraska for you right now. It's like eight, it was like almost 80 today. Yeah. And apparently it's going to snow on Saturday.
2: <laughs> I've heard of that, but I maybe haven't seen it. Maybe just a touch, maybe a little bit to back that up, yeah. but it would not surprise me if that indeed happened.
0: Well, in in Omaha sits in such a weird, you know, our, our, our Flannel Nation listeners probably don't know much about Omaha, but it's it's a meteorologically interesting place because it gets buffeted by these south winds coming up across the South Great Plains. But it's also where the jet stream shoots across the country and then like dips down for a minute mm-hmm. um, and, um, and it goes brim- straight back, through Omaha. And then continues off to the East Coast. So, yeah, it is it is such a weird – literally everybody, anywhere you could possibly move, will tell you, like, you know, if you don't like the weather here, just wait 20 minutes. Right. And, you know, yeah. but – You think that's about your Omaha, town,
1: and then you go to another town, and they say that, and you're like, wait, no. that's yeah. that, was my, that was my town's thing. That, well, that was my
2: thing. That's an Omaha right? thing. I that's not that a was, Kansas City I, thing. What are you guys doing? And then everyone wants right. to fight. <laughs> Then the switch get switch blades get broken out. Here, in Miami.
1: If you don't like the weather, just wait a minute. Like, wait a minute.
2: <laughs> if you don't like nice weather now, just wait a few minutes and might be even nicer weather. <laughs> Unless it's hurricane, it's <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I, are
0: people saying that in Southern California? Like, if you don't like the weather, you know it's eighty degrees. Like, just wait twenty minutes and it's gonna be like seventy six degrees.
2: That's perfect.
1: <laughs> here's the thing that i always used to think about if you hate natural disasters like what's the most what's the most safest from natural disasters area that you could live missoula is probably up there boise i don't hear a lot about a n- n- natural disasters hitting idaho Oh
0: no 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 no. because <laughs> uh any place any place up there uh missoula boise they all sit on the uh that giant Oh, like the, um, the Yellowstone, like geological fracture line. Oh, yeah, a Yellowstone um, caldera. When, when about to Yellowstone decides soon. to finally explode, we're like thirty years overdue. Or sorry, we're like thirty thousand years overdue. Oh, um, all of those places are just die. gonna, you know, be eaten up into the earth, like the last episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, um, yeah I think I think Omaha is actually a decent place. You get tornadoes there. Tornadoes but are pretty It scary. seems
1: like... You know, I remember when I moved here, what, God, in, like, 1991, uh, people were like, oh, yeah, Omaha, man, tornadoes, like, it's not. it's, like, the worst place for tornadoes. But then it's like, tornadoes are hitting, like, Oklahoma City and, like, Atlanta. Oh, yeah, there's sure.
2: way worse tornadoes down there. But the strange thing is, Omaha is due for a really big, giant tornado. But western Nebraska
1: has certainly had some in recent years, but yeah, nothing really in this, in this area, but, but if I get, guess it's possible.
2: And Omaha sits in a bowl, so it's kind of hard to get those, to get a tornado to really drop in there, at least a really big one that might do a lot of damage. Yeah. Same with Lincoln, if Lincoln sits in a bowl geography.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, and also, uh, you know, we get, we get tornadoes down here in Texas. The difference is in Texas, we're living on a giant mud flat, basically. It's why all buildings around here eventually just kind of, like, move until they shake apart and you have to tear them down and rebuild them. That doesn't happen in, in Omaha. You're actually sitting on, like, some rock. Yeah. Uh, and you can build a basement. So even if your house gets swept away by a by a tornado in Omaha, like, most places have a basement. You can just go down there and, like, well... I guess we have to make an insurance claim. Whereas in Texas, we don't have basements. You can't <laughs> yeah. you can't build a basement here that blew because the the first time I learned The about mud that. is shifting around all the time and you know, your your basement is just going to turn into a uh, haven for giant cockroaches and black mold and fun stuff. Yeah, Brendan's Brendan's making an awful face right now. That sounds horrifying. Frankly, that's not Super far from what I think about uh the I, I like I like being in Texas, but the idea the general idea of living in Texas matches Brendan's face right now. <laughs> like I always say,
2: Texas would be great if it wasn't for the Texans.
0: Yeah. Boom. Yeah roasted. Sorry to all any native Texans listening, but... Oh, no, no. It's a, it's <laughs> basically the... Uh, that That's like the, the clerk's thing. you know I would love this job as w- if it wasn't, wasn't for, for the, the customers.
2: Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, Texas is cool,
0: though. Austin, great city.
2: I
1: mean, there's a lot of... Texas is pretty big. There's a lot going on down there. I don't want to oh, yeah. paint it with a broad brush.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to have to censor all of our podcasts if I ever want to run for office down here, because I... Uh, actually, bagger. maybe not because I I shit talk Texas a lot, but no more than anybody else that I know who lives in Texas, even Texas natives.
1: That's true. We shouldn't probably do it though, as Texas outsiders, because we'll be marked for
2: for. They, um, oh, they already know. They've got our names. What the are they going to do? They... Fucking
0: harass you on Twitter?
2: They're
1: gonna <laughs> they're gonna put us on their Texas hit list. Send Walker after us.
2: <laughs> on the banned list.
1: Matt, do you do you have over-the-air TV?
0: I don't know what that is. Like, you plug you an antenna
1: about? into your television.
0: Oh, no. Oh. No, we, we literally only have Netflix Dude, at this point.
1: you've gots to hook up the antenna. Yeah, you can get one for like right. 12 bucks. Antenna TV is the bomb right now. I was watching Quantum Leap yesterday. Ah, oh,
2: nice. Man. What a great show. So good. I mean, can
0: we pick up... It, is Jeopardy on there? Yeah. Because I, I mean, that's you, get, the,
1: you get real channels, too, like nbc and broadcast but they also do since it's all digital now they do these like digital only channels where Mm. uh and this would actually be a good high note to close it out so they do these channels so it'll be like uh channel six is nbc and then there'll be like 6.1 6.2 and it'll be like old home tv we just bought old episodes of you know, green acres, and we just run them nonstop because it's cheap as dirt. No one wanted it, and so we just throw it on this digital channel. It doesn't cost us anything.
2: I would watch. I, I wish the they they'd bring back Mister Ed. I love that show growing Dude, up. Dude, I
1: mean, there's they show the Andy Griffith show. I mean, it's they they show so much ridiculous stuff. So there's a couple channels that are really great. Uh, one that we were looking at before was Comet, which shows uh, oh old my sci-fi. God, I
2: want to see these movies on this channel, including
1: <laughs> they do old MST3Ks as well. Oh. Which is so great, uh, and they do like Stargate and, and stuff like that. But
0: I'm I'm convinced that at some point we're gonna get at least one of the MS, at least one of the MSC 3K guys to come and hang out with us on Lookout Land. Do you know where
1: they're? Okay, <laughs> they're gonna be in Omaha. I'll say yeah, they're gonna be at the what? Alamo Theater, Yeah, yeah, they have an Alamo. Well, do you have an Alamo Draft House in? I don't think they have Dallas. One Dallas? Yeah, yeah, we oh, we you? have an Alamo Draft yeah, House. Yeah, you should check because they sure. have cool events. But in the Omaha one, which is pretty new, it's opened up in the last year or so. Uh, they recently had the dude who played Rufio from Hook was there. Um, <laughs> they had Joe Bob <laughs> yeah, that was, that was last a last week. Get. <laughs> hey, that, that dude's baller. And he was a voice in Avatar The Last Airbender, which is a sweet cartoon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're having one of the MST3K guys.
2: I'm sure Kevin Murphy would do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's actually one of them. That's going to be at the Omaha one. Well, he's,
0: he's the one who gets kind of like ignored, I think.
1: Oh, it's perfect. Everyone Perfect. talks
0: about Mike and Joel and Bill Corbett and yeah. Kevin Murphy is like, was it, he's great. He 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 was uh... Wasn't he one of the
2: original brainchild behind it though?
0: Yeah, totally. He was he was uh the robot that looked like a gumball machine whose name I can't remember right now. Tom
2: Servo. There you go. Uh, Frank Conniff and Tracy Blue. I don't know how to say his last name.
1: But anyway, yeah, they have these great over-the-air channels. If you just plug a... uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're paying for cable, stop. Don't pay for cable. Cable is a scam. All
0: right, done.
1: Plug (laughs) an antenna. Go on Amazon. Search for TV antenna. Buy one. It's like 15 bucks. It's like a flat thing. You just tape it to your wall, tape it behind a cabinet or something. um, And you can get... I think I did a scan the other day. We get like 40 channels.
0: Well, this is energy. this is how you watch that that PBS that PBS I documentary that we so talked about people. in the last episode. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: we wa- I watched that uh, uh, Daryl Davis uh, race in the KKK documentary sure. on, on PBS. I mean, PBS News is like the only, some of the only TV news that I can stomach to watch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they have these new digital only channels. There's one called TBD that they just started up down here, which literally <laughs> just plays like awesome youtube videos there was like <laughs> i was like- gonna say
0: like a, ch- a channel that is called tbd it seems like it would just be someone like ah we're thinking about playing a thing <laughs> um but we're still kind of like in you know we're, we're, we're doing Airwords. a new committee yes. right now no it was great hey, they, they,
1: they played like a video where it was like <laughs> dudes made like a golf course that you play with soccer balls where they like dug a big hole in the ground and it was like kick your soccer ball over here how many kicks can you do Uh, And then they played a video of, like, a dude set up a sweet domino thing. And then they, like, played a video of some dude doing some parkour. They played video of, you know, dude doing some BMX and stuff. It's just, like, this is great. I just, yeah, and it's, like, this stuff is so cheap, it's, it's great that they can put it on there. Because the thing that I can't stand about Netflix is that you can't just, like, put something on without deeply caring about it. If I actively go and say, like, I'm going to put this on, I feel bad if I don't watch it. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? I just got to, like, clean up and do the dishes. that
2: background noise. And,
1: you know, maybe I just want to, like, kind of see something, but I don't really care about it that much. Broadcast television is perfect (laughs) for that. And or stuff that you were like, I didn't realize that I wanted to watch Quantum Leap. But then I did, and I was like, this is
0: pretty good. I love Quantum Leap. Well, yeah, I
2: mean, it it was a... Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell, give me more of that. It's
1: fun, and it's like, it's so progressive.
0: Oh, yeah, it's
2: insanely progressive.
0: That show killed it when it was on. People were crazy right. about it. I mean, it if that show was on today, people like, would be protesting four. it. Oh, probably.
1: <laughs> As, like, liberal propaganda, because it's like, he's a he's a black guy, and he's talking about how hard it is to be a black guy. This is just, this is ridiculous. He does
0: have well, any idea of how hard it is to be you, black. You could say the same thing about literally any TV show that's on right True. now you know that i mean people are people are protesting to bring it back around people are super upset about get out because it makes some statements about how white people interact with black people right well you know, like this 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 movie is racist because how dare you make me feel uncomfortable. up racial right. issues there's a show called blackish
1: and people are like, could you imagine if there was a show called Whitish? Like you just, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, totally can. It's called Modern Family. It's called Friends. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. It's, called it's, called, show, it's called every show. Every show. It's written. called literally every show. Every <laughs> show since
1: 1950.
2: <laughs> Even the Jeffersons. Come on now. <laughs> good mm-hmm.
0: times. So white. Yeah, good. Good times, which was like bad times for black people through a white lens.
2: Can't we can't upset can't upset the whitey too much? I mean, can't make them think about it or anything.
0: Yeah, this this is why Trump won. Yeah. Or <laughs> alternatively, hashtag this is this is the future liberals want. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> that's a good. One. Those
1: are some good ones. I saw one today, which I'm so mad that I didn't think of it because in retrospect, it's so obvious. It was just a picture of the cast of Star Trek: The Next Generation. I was like, why did I not post this? Like, it's so obvious. Oh, I want that future so bad. It's the best. It's my yeah, dream. That's, it's that's my dream for humanity. My, my
0: favorite meme of the, the new millennium is, this is the future that liberals want. You know, you've got the, uh, like, brony in full costume, mm-hmm. like, saluting a Marine, <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> the brony core is huge, man.
0: Uh yeah well I mean, I'm I'm a <laughs> little bit worried about these like Nazi bronies. Uh, hey,
1: you know, it take it well, takes all kinds of bronies. When right? you're so
2: detestable towards your own species, you might as well just start going somewhere else.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm I'm not I'm not exactly a white supremacist. I'm mostly just a pony supremacist, and <laughs> I mean, like everybody can go to the fucking camps <laughs> yeah. unless they like clop clop around. Man,
1: I mean. <laughs> If if I if I could live in Pony World instead of this world, I maybe would,
2: because it's great. Yeah. (laughs) Have you guys watched the ponies? They're so good. Can I be a human in Pony World or I have to become a pony automatically? Um
1: well sometimes the ponies go through a magic portal and then they hang out in a magic high school.
2: But that's that's kind of a separate franchise called The Quest of the It's not as good, but it's it's not
1: bad. It's not as bad as it should be.
2: I'll just stick with this one.
1: (laughs) Wonderful. All
0: right. Yeah. So I I think this wraps up our episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the liquid flannel podcast. Uh, I am Matthew Hodges at Matt, the filling in for Chuck Williams. Who's out of town right now. Uh, We'll hear from him next week about his adventures in South Dakota um, and with us tonight were our co host Brendan Williams. Brendan, where, where can they find you on Twitter?
1: They can find me at Brendan Williams with one L. And uh, Chuck is at Shaggy2Trope,
2: which is a great name.
0: Oh, that is a fantastic name. <laughs> and our guest star tonight was our good friend Nick Glessman, who eschews Twitter. Don't uh, get uh, so on So you it. can't find him anywhere except for here at Liquid Flame. So thank you for listening um yeah we've enjoyed having you here if you like our show please do rate and review us on itunes that helps us a lot with getting the word out and we will see you next week